Welcome to Random Rewards, the one and only, the beautiful, the most exciting and most fun gamification show. Welcome to Random Rewards. We are the podcast where we discuss how to make business more fun with gamification. And we have with me, I'm Sabrina, and we have with me Chris as well. Chris, hello. how does it work? How it works is we open by discussing a game, and then we deconstruct how that game motivates users, which is really important and creates a secret sauce. And then we brainstorm on the fly how to solve a random business problem. Today, we're going to talk about Pandemic. Ooh, Pandemic. I haven't played this game in a while, so I'm quite excited to talk about it. Well, reality is basically the game at this point. So <gasps> Unfortunately, you're playing the yeah. game right now. Mm, maybe it gives you some good strategic information on how to survive. It was almost, it felt like, should we, it felt almost too appropriate to talk about this game, but it also felt like, is it too soon? Do people even want to listen to us talk about something that so exactly. closely mimics their actual life? So uh, if you'd like us to discuss a particular game, uh, send us an email at randomrewards at octalysisgroup.com. <laughs> We're totally in sync today. We're super in sync. So so you said you haven't played this in 10 years. I think about 10 years. Yeah, it's a long time. I used to play this a lot because my neighbors used to have the game. Yeah. So I would go there and we'd play like in groups. And oh, I don't so have cool. this neighbor anymore. So <laughs> I don't play the game anymore. So it's yeah. always fun when you have a neighbor who has a fun game that you can play. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So uh, if you don't know what Pandemic is, uh, I'll, I'll briefly go over the rules. It's, it's, a, it's one of my favorite games, I will say, because it is a cooperative strategy game against the game. So you're on a team against essentially like an AI sort of, but it's an AI that's defined by random uh, draws of the cards. And that's why I think it's really, really cool. And, and so essentially the objective is the game is you're supposed to deal with multiple outbreaks or pandemics of different viruses that appear on the game board. And based on drawing cards at the beginning of your turn, they will, they will say a new city gets an outbreak. And so then you'll take these colored cubes based on the type of virus that is, is moving and you'll place them in the city. Now, there's also rules for if a city gets too full up of cubes, then there's an outbreak in cities surrounding it. So it becomes oh a spatial goodness, yeah. game. I, <laughs> I know. I remember this so visually. It's like, no, no, not, not this city too. And then yeah. everything explodes. Yeah, I it's remember It's stressful this. even talking about it, right? It's really stressful. <laughs> it's actually really stressful. So, and it so, kind of mimics real life too, which is like you don't know what's going to happen next and then suddenly it spreads all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and um, how this, what's really cool about it is everybody has a different role and that means they have different abilities to do things like one person can cure, like take cubes off the board and cure the disease faster. Another person can... Uh, move people around the board because it costs like actions to move from city to city and there's there's a whole host of different abilities and so it ends up being 
a game where you're constantly stressed out and you have to constantly communicate about what you can do and what you should be doing next. And there's almost never like a right answer. It forces you to just have to make an answer with un, un incomplete information. Mm, that's why I that's why I love it. I I don't love this in my real life, but I love it in games. Yeah, I love that I love how how excited it makes you, but at the same time scared. Yeah. And I think that is that combination about um and we I think we can start talking about the core drives as well, yeah. include yeah. those in our in our analysis. Sure. I think it's a combination between core drive seven, so you don't know which city is going to be infected the next and which card is going to come up next, right? That defines where the spread is going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, that like really strong core drive eight yeah. because you always have that feeling of losing. There's always something that makes it worse. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you suddenly you have the feeling like oh i i uh i cured that pandemic like i'm i'm doing well and yeah. suddenly something else is happening on the board so it yeah. never gets boring right no I, no it, it, it take a while sometimes that game actually it surprised me how long you can actually play it yeah that core drive eight like you said the loss and avoidance that motivation of of just wanting to 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 get away from something or avoid something bad happening is this is this is one of the strong games where that motivation is the strongest most mm -hmm. games don't really have the sense that you can fail at any time but yeah. pandemic makes that feeling like the feedback mechanic of the cubes on the board constantly spreading and getting bigger it just gives you this feeling of like panic and and just trying to to prevent something bad from happening but feeling like you mm -hmm. can't you're you're out of control and uh, but, that's that black hat kind of yeah. motivation. I think what balances it really well, though, is that you're not alone playing this because it's a collaborative game. Right. Right. You, you're not stressed by yourself. <laughs> you're stressed <laughs> right. as a group of people. So actually, I think it improves the teamwork because you're kind mm -hmm. of fighting against it together. So I think this is a really great way of, of solving this like feeling of uh, yeah of losing the game that it that it actually gives you anxiety it yeah. makes you feel like good anxiety almost because mm -hmm. you feel like you're achieving something with your friends together i like what you strong. said i like that you said that it strengthens the the feeling of working together that's really mm -hmm. cool. And I mean, we know that from like sociology that the best way to get people to work together is to have a common enemy, but mm -hmm. it's genius to have it in a board game where you have an enemy that feels so overwhelming and difficult to deal with that mm -hmm. you, you have to work together. Otherwise you yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that also shows us something about life, right? We see that now, right now, yeah. like working together, yeah. strategically and teams and helping each other that's yeah. what keeps us going that's yeah. what keeps us happy and what gives us a reason to you know be stay positive yeah yeah absolutely so this game actually shows us quite a lot about how to interact in real life yeah it's maybe why i love it so much is, is it gives you mm -hmm. that experience of that 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 you don't see that often only in actual mm -hmm. crises 
Uh, yeah. The the core drive you're talking about was core drive five, social influence and relatedness. But there's also, mm-hmm. I think, a, a bit of core drive three, uh, empowerment of creativity and feedback. We know we always talk about this as like the holy grail of of motivations in terms of sustaining long-term interest. And in this, it, it comes out in, in a type of strategy. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get power-ups and, and also because you have different roles, you have to constantly think about how can I, how can my role empower the team? How can I, my role work with your role? If everybody was the same, I feel like there would be less strategy, but there's certain things that people can do way better than other people. Absolutely. And I love that you can always play the game in different ways. You have the different cards and everyone plays that role in a little bit of a different way. Like they make different strategic decisions. Yeah. And you can literally play this game hundreds of hundreds of times. And it's still, you still can't reconstruct what you have been doing before. That's interesting. Yeah. You never play the same game twice. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty impressive with, like I said, just cards. So I think this is one of the most impressive game mechanics, and I'm not going to nerd out about this, but <laughs> of the last like de- couple, decade or couple of decades. Absolutely. I, I must agree. I do agree. I actually want to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play it. No, I'm better in yet. self-isolation. Maybe we do some online pandemic games. <laughs> uh, better yet, I've got a better idea than playing. Let's apply it to a random business problem. That sounds exciting. So how do we do this? Well, the thing is, is gamification isn't just fun. It's also key to long-term engagement for users. Mm -hmm. So this is where we're going to choose a random industry and top business metric and then brainstorm an app or experience that utilizes these same core drives. So that working together feeling, that against all odds feeling, Mm -hmm. that, that curiosity feeling. We start with these core emotions. And, uh, and this is part of what we do for clients. Yeah. This is basically like a a short version of our five-step octalysis process that we go through with our clients. Extremely short. Extremely short. (laughs) (laughs) The usual process is like two, two to four months. So 30 or 40 minutes is definitely a bit shorter. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Great. So are you ready to reveal the business? Yes. Let's shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pick the random. Hopefully it's not an outbreak, right? Not an outbreak card. (laughs) (laughs) Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I need some sound effects here. (laughs) So we are today we're going to be solving the airline industry. Oh, very, Mm. very appropriate given that the Airline industry. I can talk a lot about the airline industry. Oh my goodness. I actually need to take a flight because I get kicked out of South Korea. So (laughs) (laughs) you got kicked out. Did you, did you, were you stealing some, uh, some, some VR? I I stole, yeah, I stole too many games. (laughs) They found out too many esports. They found out because now they're checking all the pa- uh, parcels that I send over to Europe. So, yeah. <laughs> no joke aside, my visa is expiring in the worst time, and it's harder than ever to actually get wow. a extension for a visa because the regulations didn't really change for yeah um, during the coronavirus, and you yeah. cannot go in and out of countries. So, yeah, impossible. 
Right. So, so because you brought that up, airlines are kind of in a, in a big quandary right now because pretty much no, very few people are flying. Um, mm-hmm. most Who wants nations, to fly right Nobody now? <laughs> wants to fly, right? Nations are locked down. Um, and of course, that won't be the case forever, but the airline industry is going to take a huge hit. And I think, mm-hmm. I for one, I actually think it's a great thing because uh, personally, my user experience of a lot of airlines has not been not been great. And I think that's kind of what happens when there's like a stagnant market. There's not a lot of innovation in the market. Mm-hmm. So, so this is going to be kind of a a playbook for what happens when you're in if you're an airline industry and you want to make revenue. Uh, it's your top business metric, uh, but also customer satisfaction is important for you because, you know, there will be lots, you know, in, in a vacuum after a chaotic thing happens, then a lot of businesses come in and try to like dominate the market space. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a, there's going to be a huge like uh, competition soon for your, your traveling dollar. Yeah. I think there's a lot about trust like recreation of trust Mm -hmm. because people don't really, I mean, there's too much, too, too much quarter of seven on predictability and curiosity. You don't really know what airlines actually are up to, what they're doing, what their processes are. Yeah. And I think transparency. So I think those are few things that businesses need to keep in mind when, when working out on their, on their business metrics too. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up Core Drive 7 in this case because that is actually an anti-core drive that you were mentioning. Mm, Anti-core drive is when the same motivation that would drive you to do something like Core Drive 7 to gamble because you don't know what's going to happen, so you're excited. That same sense of unpredictability can also drive you away from the desired Mm -hmm. actions of a business such as taking a flight. Mm Yeah. So... Let's get into it. The Let's so go. what we wouldn't do um, if someone came to if an airline industry of Southwest Airlines or or Ryanair came to us and said, you know, we want to employ some kind of gamification, we want to do some kind of digital engagement. What we wouldn't do is, and they love pandemic for some reason. They're like, we love pandemic, <laughs> and we think it's the model for you know what we should what we should do. Chris, how can we use pandemic to make our flights more engaging? How can we get more revenue? How can we get people to take more flights again? Yeah, so what we wouldn't do is is like just copy the game mechanics straight from pandemic to the airlines. That Doing that would be like if you were on the airline and you could play a fake game about how a super virus was like spreading all across the world. <laughs> and that Great. would be terrible. Wow. <laughs> oh, Corvid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Corvid <laughs> Yeah, I think they could they could close down that airline if that, if they went do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we w- so we wouldn't do that, and that's not how this works. How this works? That's not what gamification is in the first place, which a lot of people think it is, right? So yeah, good so hint. What, so what would be our approach to taking these core drives and applying them? So what we do is we actually look at the motivation of the players. So we can think about the player types that, you know, like there's, there's multiple different flyer people, like 
yeah. characteristics or characters, mm-hmm. personalities. So, for example, we have the tourists, and also there, there's different tourist categories, like the people that um, really like to save all their money to maybe the experience in the country, or they just don't want to spend a lot of money in general. Right. They will try to to get the best deal, right? They want to have like a two hundred dollar flight, to, right. and they don't care sometimes even if. It takes 20 hours, 24 hours instead of 10 hours, maybe yeah. like a layover, wait there for a bit, you know, that's like one of the one of the player types that could be possible. And then yeah. there's the person that is more like, oh, I want to have the most, the best relaxing experience on my flight. I want a direct flight. I Seriously, I don't want to stop over anywhere. Right. I want the best seat, maybe even business class seat or like first class, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't care paying a little bit more for that. As yeah. long as I have a little bit more luxury, I can pre-order my food. I can, you know, get some premium items, like maybe a car afterwards or <laughs> what, things what, like that. What, uh, what do you think they're, dominant core drive is the luxury person like the 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 person who's price sensitive and wants a really good deal they're they're probably motivated largely by core drive uh for ownership and possession as well Mm. as core drive eight loss and avoidance like they don't want to miss out on a good deal and they also you know they care more about the money that is involved rather and also core drive three i think with the people that save money they use a lot of strategy to actually get the best deal out (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's true and they'll be like checking all the different websites and yeah checking them all the time and i i used to be like this before corona <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a little bit of a mix but i really like strategizing around what is the easiest route the right. easiest but also most comfortable route yeah and i think for for the more luxurious uh for the more luxurious travelers it's also core at four mm-hmm. like they they have a lot of ownership towards like the experience yeah they they want to feel appreciated by the staff like get a special service maybe some core of six too like feel like a vip like have some scarcity right. yeah core drive two development accomplishment like status like you get mm. like gold status or something but again it's like mm. you said core drive six more the scarcity um, yeah. feeling that this is like a valuable, hard to get thing. Mm, I think and, so. And that's interesting because we just mentioned mostly extrinsic core drives. And so it would make sense then that a airline would, especially if they came to us, I assume they would think, uh, oh, we need a loyalty program mm. because that's what most airlines do. They have, mm-hmm. you, you, you fly, you get a certain amount of miles, and then you can redeem those miles. But the problem, mm. the problem with that, and most gate, most loyalty program designs, is that it's very linear. And yeah, and what that means is, is that the user d- takes the actions, they get rewarded, and then there's nothing, nothing bringing them back to yeah, yeah, take yeah. the actions again. Ideally, we want users to go in what's called an activity loop. So. So some desired actions might be for them to check flights, book flights, um, take a trip, and then, of course, upgrade to all those premium items. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if they only do it once, then the airline, you know, goes out of business. They need people who mm-hmm. who want to come back and keep keep going. And that being said, it is a fairly periodic thing, especially for the price sensitive tourists. So they're not going to, you know, be be buying flights all the time. So mm-hmm. one one way they tried to kind of get you engaged more often is these loyalty programs are part of like credit cards. And so every time you you know, you, you eat out at a certain restaurant, you get gas, then you're, yeah. they're accumulating points or miles. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's all we got. I think one of the things that it can do to improve those, even though we said, like, we usually said like, Oh, quarter of, uh, four ownership and possession, for example, and like yeah. quarter of six, uh, scarcity and impatience. Mm-hmm. I think what, what they can do though, is use, the more intrinsic core drives, like for example, core drive five, social influence and relatedness to then motivate those other core drives. So for example, we can use core drive three empowerment of creativity and feedback to, to actually create a experience. People have the choice of, uh, of creating their own experience, which Mm -hmm. then leads again to core drive four ownership and possession. So we can, basically motivate them in an intrinsic way, mm-hmm. but then motivate other core drives too that they um, have extrinsic motivation in. Or for example, we can use core drive five as well, social influence and relatedness yeah. to again, create more ownership mm-hmm. towards their experience. For example, the flight attendants having this like sp- special experience. Mm-hmm. There is I forgot the name of the airline. There's an airline mm-hmm. in the US. Yeah. Maybe you know which one. Yeah. Um, they're actually like singing and stuff like that in the airplane. I think that might be Southwest. Um, it might be Southwest, yeah. 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 I can't remember the name, but I think it might be Southwest. Anyways, mm-hmm. I've, I was really impressed about this when I heard this the first time and I watched <laughs> the video of, of them singing. I was like, okay, like this is a different experience. This this gives it like a, a more personalized touch. And I'm not saying like now every airline needs to start singing. I'm just saying that giving a more social experience, a more humane experience, I think that's a very important part. And these days, a lot of the companies that, yeah. especially if they're optimizing things, yeah. they forget about the human aspects of the business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, piggybacking on what you were saying about about singing, you know, like one example feature, it could be an app that's related to flying, but maybe a couple days beforehand, you get to pick, you get to vote on what song do you want sung on your air on the plane. Hmm. And so that's really amazing. Yeah. So then you're on the plane and then at some point, maybe you've even forgotten that you even voted because that's such a silly thing, right? It's like, Hmm. it's like, oh, we're going to play, um, for some reason, I can't think of a song right now. It's a small world after all. No, definitely not that song. <laughs> um, but yeah, some some hmm. popular save song. Me <laughs> yeah, yeah, save me by BTS. Yeah, yeah, save me by BTS. Save me! Very appropriate. Um, so so say you, you click that and you think to yourself, oh, that was interesting. Like that's a random thing for an airline to ask me. And then you're on the flight and then all of a sudden you hear them singing this song that you picked 
or that you were, you know, that you voted for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be a huge win state. Um, yeah. That would be a very rewarding win state, which is, you know, um, when when the user experiences or can experience a a rewarding moment, we I would call that a major win state. Actually, mm-hmm. where Absolutely. that's something you would not forget as a as a user. You would be like, "Holy crap!" Like my, I take a picture and yeah. share it. And like, <laughs> guys, you need to fly with this airline. Yeah. <laughs> so we got more social influence and relatedness. Again, it creates this loop, right? Because mm-hmm. we want to share it with our friends and we want them to experience the same amazing thing. Yeah. I, would, I literally want to fly in an airplane that does this. <laughs> right? And then... Wow, I'm dreaming even, now. They could even announce <laughs> it beforehand saying like... Uh, you know, you'll want to turn on your phones for this or something like mm. that. <laughs> and people are like, yeah. what? And then they turn on their phones and now these people start singing and, and then they're like, share it for a free something or other, right? Share mm. it to a friend. And if that friend- Maybe you get an upgrade money, you to first class or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what you're talking about, taking that intrinsic. So that's a delightful, sudden, so it's a core drive seven- kind of experience that's related Mm -hmm. to a social thing that you did before both intrinsic core drives but then you can connect it like you were saying to a to a more extrinsic like an upgrade kind of system Mm, exactly yeah 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 Yeah. so so exciting (laughs) (laughs) this is part of why we love doing brainstorming is we come Mm. up with these these great ideas um but it's based on you know we're actually trying to motivate the user it's not just throwing out random features yeah and you can do that with movies too and like the whole like experience that you have in an airplane with uh with the media yeah i really really enjoy that maybe they can make it more personalized like you were talking about so there could be a a onboarding assessment or something assessments a terrible term for it but uh it asks you some questions like hey while you're waiting um you're kind of killing time anyway mm, what sort of movies do you like what sort of genres what music Mm. yeah exactly and then when you show up and you like plug in i mean you would have to you would have to know who you are right but if you if the technology existed um then it would say hey welcome you know your name like here's some some movies we thought you would like here's Mm. some music we thought you would like and so it like customizes it for you. Absolutely. You start to feel that ownership. And you come it. to the seat, you come to the seat and it says, hello, Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> we know you really, really like Titanic. That's yeah. why. This is the first choice that you can pick right now. You, you know me so well. My heart <laughs> will go on. <laughs> my heart I'm will go on. <laughs> I'm seriously dating myself. Oh, yeah, oh, so, so funny. So, but it would be funny because you would need that to happen once you put the headphones on, because otherwise, like all of the screens would be saying like "hello" such and such, like all over, all over each other. It'd be this like deafening cacophony, <laughs> welcoming <laughs> sounds. Yeah, well, it's kind of like in a hotel, right? Sometimes, and I really love that. Mm-hmm. If it says on the on the TV screen, it mm-hmm. says. Welcome to our hotel, Sabrina Breviller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, they know me. Wow, yeah. it's personalized. It so, makes you feel so special. Yeah, it does. 
It does, especially and it's so simple as it gets more uh, automated. Mm -hmm. So here's a challenge: How do we introduce that core drive eight into the experience without making it mm. not fun? Right. And so like maybe not to the degree of pandemic because pandemic like makes you literally stressed out. And, and mm -hmm. you don't most good things if they're most features of, of flight are trying to make you less stressed out. Right. You're trying to make mm. you not panic if you're in the plane, not, you know, like if you get airsick, um, if your flight gets delayed or canceled, like there's so many things that can create stress. And so. Mm. What you're trying to do most of the time is trying to reduce that stress, trying to make it yeah. easy. So I think with the boating, for example, that you mentioned, there needs yeah. to be sort of a deadline. Otherwise, people don't have the urgency to actually vote. Mm -hmm. So that would be like a simple way of creating a little bit of of eight. And I think that's yeah. actually what would be needed like because of the um, administrative... Like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Admi administration would be really hard if you can like vote two seconds before the flight. Yeah. So maybe it's like two days before the flight goes. Right. You need to vote. Um, right. So you could lose that vote. You could like, mm, and and you, you could be notified that oh, you didn't vote in time. That's okay. Better yeah. luck next time. So maybe you just get subtle reminders, like all few like mm -hmm. weeks, months. Yeah before the flight, just like, okay, uh, 10 days before the flight. And you obviously you need to do this in a way that actually excites people, that it's not like spam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, these people again. Oh, no, I don't want to vote. Oh, I don't want to do this. So, yeah, oh. be very, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, uh, no, I agree with you. Like, the spam thing is is no good. Um, you, want, you want it to be like an, ex not at least neutral, if not good experience in interacting with the, the flight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use too much quarter of eight, to be honest. I, I, because by itself, like you said, flights are already, mm -hmm. like for some people, maybe not for me because I fly like quite a lot, Yeah. but for some people which don't fly a lot, it might be a very stressful experience by itself. So we don't want to have too much, we don't want to create too much urgency because right. the urgency is already created by the situation. Right. And well, so that's why we should always, we shouldn't just copy something from a game, which right. is really just think about the player types and how are they initially motivated already, mm -hmm. not to kill off any other um, motivation that might be occurring intrinsically as well. Like there might be some, some intrinsic motivation that could be, could be killed off with some extrinsic right. rewards, which we also don't want to do. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a possibility. One mm -hmm. one big core drive eight um, game technique that we call is called the FOMO punch, mm -hmm. um, fear of missing out. And so one thing that will cause people to to be afraid of losing out on something is if it's if there's a rare thing that happens on this plane at this time. So mm. maybe there is certain things that only people riding this plane can access. Yeah. And they know that beforehand. And so they maybe say, that is yeah. Maybe that is what? 
maybe it is connected to those choices that you have been taking before. Maybe it's a collective, mm-hmm. actually, like not just a vote that you have your vote, etc. But mm-hmm. it's a collective vote, so yeah, it creates this like really special theme mm-hmm. together with all the votes from different people. Mm-hmm. So if you have like ten people that vote for like a rock band. Yeah. It can be like a sort of rock experience or like if yeah. everyone if if 10 people vote for K-pop they get like a K-pop experience. Yeah. Or yeah, you can basically literally use any any theme or like they they have 10 people that love Titanic and <laughs> 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 My heart will go on like <laughs> it's got to be sung by some stewardess. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking we were talking about, you know, the way to make people collaborate. So how do we bring core drive mm. five into it more? I mean, exactly. we have this voting thing, but could we make something collaborative? So could it be that while you're on the plane, you have the ability to play some kind of simple game, but with all the people with other people mm. on your flight against or other share songs on their flight? Yeah. Or share songs even with other people, maybe. You can have a specific um, app turned on or off. Obviously, that's like something that not everyone will like. So you should always have the chance to play or not. Mm -hmm. But it could be interesting to have like actually communication and between the seats. Yeah. And people can suggest other people music. Maybe they see oh, this person actually liked a similar song as I did. Mm-hmm. So you get a recommendation of the next song that they're playing or the next song that you might like based on that recommendation. Yeah. So that could be interesting. It could also be interesting, it, like having an onboard social experience, like getting to know things about the different uh, people on the plane, like not like what's the coolest location <laughs> they went to. Like you could have your profile, you know, show like, uh-uh. oh, I've been here. And like you could show, you know, I was at this waterfall or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you could like do limited oh. in-app messaging, like not not like, hey, you know, like expletive, expletive, whatever, you know, like um, you could do like cool emoticons or things like that. And then yeah. maybe, maybe the uh, what, what's unique about the flight is that you get unique emoticons for your flight, maybe based on where it's going. Mm. You have like snow themed because you're going to Switzerland to go skiing. Um, and, and you can like kind of comment with like gifs and, and memes and things like that back and forth with these random people. (laughs) You know, what could be really cool. And I had that a lot of times, like some of my best flights, this Mm -hmm. happened in those flights. Yeah. I met somebody that is actually local in the country that um that I go to. Yeah. And then they recommend me all these amazing places like that just locals would go to, not the typical, you know, mm-hmm. tourist areas that everyone knows and that is totally overcrowded. Yeah. No, but like the actual recommendation from a local person from yeah. that place. So wouldn't it be amazing to incorporate that into the experience, right? Connecting tourists or people that are um, traveling to a new country Mm -hmm. with the locals in that country. Maybe even language, like maybe help them with the language. Maybe that was actually the funniest thing I've ever had. When I came to Korea, 
the taxi driver that drove me and Yvonne, another Octalsis colleague, yeah. that that guy gave us a Korean lesson. <laughs> and till this day, yeah. I can still remember pretty much all the words that he taught me. Wow. Which is amazing, right? Yeah. And he's like, yo, you need to record, record. <laughs> 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 and he would just go on like left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. This is amazing, right? You can learn a simple vocabulary, maybe mm-hmm. not left and right, maybe hello and goodbye or something, or thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. In the airplane, yeah. that would be amazing, right? You have like this lesson with a local yeah this communication with a local person you can learn something about the culture about the language about places to visit i'd love that and then to feel like you were part of something bigger you know there could be like this message of of like oh we want to like connect people more to other cultures like Mm -hmm. that's what we do you know that's what our that's Mm. what our like mission is as an airline is connecting it's a huge core drive one epic meaning and calling yeah Mm. And then you could see stats about that, right? You could say like this many people on this flight, like got this much better at, you know, this language or something like mm. that. And and you could see like, oh, wow, like not only am I flying, but I'm actually like bettering myself. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not making the world a better place, but it's making it more open, inclusive place. And that's, that's more... Um, you know, potentially exciting, especially as you're a tourist, like player type going off to try a new experience and having heavy like core drive seven mm-hmm. um, predictability and curiosity f- about the world is they could feel like such a strong impact of spending their time on the plane, not like just watching whatever in-flight movie, but yeah. instead they got to connect to like some kind of flight buddy expert right? That they can like get to know if they want, or they can just talk to you on the plane and actually like learn stuff about where they're going, but it's personalized and it's, and it's that social experience. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Like, I think that would create such a completely different feel, um, on a plane. Mm, Absolutely. You almost feel like connected to everyone because you don't really know who you're talking to maybe as well. Yeah. So Actually, this I was thinking of this. This could almost lead to like some people becoming friends or like exactly. a dating app. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. How, how did you get to know each other? Well, we met on a plane and started kind of chatting on this app. Yeah, through an app, exactly. Through an app. And you'd be yeah. like, "Hey, was that you?" Like, you know, like you're using like emojis. Yeah, <laughs> was that you? Look you? Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey were you the person who knew you know like oh yeah hey what's up like that would be so that, cool bringing it sounds like there. that could be a, a really romantic drama actually like <laughs> <laughs> and so the tension right is High not above about the sky it's not about destroying a virus it's about like missing out on the love of your life right like that's mm. <laughs> that's that's the core drive eight is you don't want to miss out <laughs> Well, I think this is a a good place to leave it for for this time. Mm-hmm. I think we came up with some very interesting ideas, and actually, I would be super excited to see that in real life. Yeah. So maybe out there, there is actually somebody that works 
for a airline company or runs an airline company and listens to our podcast. So yeah. please give us a shout out and um, contact us. How can they contact us? Uh, well, they can they can email us at randomrewards at octalysisgroup.com. Also, uh, we have a Facebook Octalysis, Octalysis Explorers group, and we have case studies on our website, octalysisgroup.com. Where can they find you on the internet, Sabrina? On the internet, I am at user adventure on Twitter. And, and how did, can they find you? <laughs> Glad you asked. I'm at Chris <laughs> underscore Tommaso on Twitter. And we also have our super, super exciting Random Rewards Twitter page now. So also join us there at Random Reward. Yeah, yeah. And if you have games or businesses that you would like us to talk about, just let us know. Yes, please let us know. We would be super excited to talk about them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, until our next rewarding time together. Yes, let's sign out. Game over. Or not. Came, came over. <laughs> you got to come up with a better, like, sign out. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> game over. Game over. Let the game continue. Until next time. Game See you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Game plus. <laughs>